It was a pleasure to get to interview Paula and Ryan Hale of Action Potential Health and Wellness. They have a beautiful spot on the third floor of the church shops and provide some pretty significant healing there. So it's a good thing to check out these days and learn how the Hales are managing their own stress in the pandemic by watching a little bit of Marvel and um, putting things into perspective. I hope you enjoy their story. We are keeping up our Valentine's theme this week with Paula and Ryan Hale with Action Potential Health and Wellness. And we're in their beautiful space on the third floor of the church shops. I never knew that these top floors were so beautiful. You guys have primo space. And how long have you been here in town practicing your health and wellness business? Well, honey, um, you actually started Action Potential, and it was Action Potential Counseling, right, Mm -hmm. when you first started it? And you were at Peak to Peak Plaza at the time, and then I was working at Rivers Point. Yeah, so how long ago was that when you started doing that up here? Um, uh, 2017? Okay. Yeah. yeah. 2017. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. yeah. When we when we started Action Potential, but Ryan actually moved up here in the mid 90s. In the, in the mid 90s, I've been here for a while. Yeah. Well, yeah. and practicing, you were practicing counseling. No. 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 He was. Um, he was at uh, um, Boulder Center for Sports Medicine. Yeah, I was a trainer for the Boulder Center for Sports Medicine. Okay. And, and worked in sports medicine as an athletic trainer. Nice. And. Um, so that was that was my previous career. Yeah. <laughs> Good. In Ned. Yeah, I was working in Netherland for the Boulder Center for Sports Medicine. What a neat town, Netherland. Mm-hmm. Yeah. That's changed a lot too. In yeah. Years. <laughs> right. it certainly has. Yeah. Well, so you've been in, in Estes Park for quite a while. Yeah, the thing that got me into psychology was working with athletes and I found that I really enjoyed the motivational aspect of getting mm-hmm. them to do their rehab work and, and um and to train and uh so that's why I, went this direction well and sports psychology is a completely different subject uh, that deserves its own podcast because there's so much to motivation Um, and I I have one friend who's a sports psychologist who will not uh, counsel a team without getting a chance to work with the parents when it's a a student team she said the parents need more help than the kids when I worked with teams (laughs) what I found was that I was doing family therapy yeah yeah, <laughs> so, exactly. Yeah. yeah, definitely something we all need. <laughs> and, the, and, the, and the sports psychology side of it has really turned into working with a lot of business leaders and business owners. Yeah. Because a lot of the principles are still the same when you're leading employees and Absolutely. working on projects. Uh, all of the, um, the thought processes in the activities are interchangeable. But let's dial it back and talk about what you're doing here on the third floor of the church shops with Action Potential. Tell us um, what kind of services you're providing to the community. Uh, well, I consider myself a generalist, um, even though I technically specialize in sports performance. Um, and so I see uh, folks for all kinds of, of issues, um, grief, loss, depression, anxiety. Um, I don't see violent offenders. Um, that's generally not an issue here in Estes, um, but that's just my own personal uh, uh, thing. Um, and I, I see uh, clients here a few days a week and I accept most major insurance. Um, 
And I also, this is only part of what I do. Um, I'm, I teach out of this space too, my live stream um, uh, course in general psychology that gets beamed out of state to about eight different locations. Nice. Um, so I enjoy teaching also. Nice. And Paula, what's your part of the practice? Um, I do massage therapy, mm -hmm. and then um, I'm planning on in the future introducing introducing um, more wellness coaching. Nice. So yeah. You yep. spent a number of years as a personal trainer. Yes. And yep. group fitness leader. Yep. Um, I uh, got certified as a personal trainer in the mid '90s. Nice. So and then. Um, Started doing group fitness at that time too. Um, I started teaching spinning was my first class, and um, and then just taught a whole variety of different group fitness classes and stuff. And that's one of the reasons why I got into massage therapy. Right, because yeah. of the spin training. Um, well, because I realized that the um, more I was training, the more I needed massage. Yeah, and I thought, wow, you know, it's just so incredible what the massage therapist can do and how they can make you feel so much mm -hmm. better. And, mm -hmm. um, I, I wouldn't have been able to keep training for running if it wasn't for massage Absolutely. therapy. Absolutely. Yeah. It, because there's so much that happens when you're running that, uh, oh, yeah. locks up your hips, your back, yeah. Um, relative to the hands. <laughs> yeah, definitely. <laughs> running can beat you down. So, mm -hmm. um, yeah, so I was, I realized that I needed massage therapy on a regular basis to just keep going. And, um, and I knew that that's what I wanted to do. Nice. I wanted, I wanted to get into massage therapy, um, after I had, um, graduated at CU and I just, I couldn't figure out how to afford that, you know, $45,000 for <gasps> massage school. <laughs> right. And, um, and I really wanted to go to, um, the, um, Boulder, um, massage they had the Boulder Massage School uh -huh. and um, and unfortunately it ended up closing down before I could even go but um, when Ryan and I went to we were actually in Kansas for four years when I was, I was teaching full-time at a college there yeah and, and they that's had a where, massage program oh wow yeah that's where he got <laughs> his hours um, for his counseling my postgraduate hours uh -huh. and then um, he was teaching psychology and abnormal psychology a whole bunch of different courses and then he was also the counselor there. I was teaching wellness, which is um, a half exercise, half lecture course that they offered there at the college. And, um, and then they had a massage therapy school. And um, because um, I worked there and Ryan worked there, I could get tuition for free. Oh my so goodness. So it ended up costing me, the whole program ended up costing me $900. Oh my goodness. <laughs> yeah. Nice. Yeah. So, it just um, worked out. What yeah, a deal. Yeah. And it, I had wanted to do that for so long. And finally, you know, it just, it just came true. It just kind oh, of fell in my lap and, um, good. We're at the point in our lives where we leverage, you know, the, last 25 years of experience my work at the boulder center for sports medicine my work with athletes my work as a counselor her work yeah. as a personal trainer her work as a massage therapist so we have people who've called up and said you know i can i come in and get a quick stretch and we've you know we've, we've done some stretching here um you know we we do the the uh custom fitted insoles yeah you know, because you know, i spent 10 years doing that and so it's it's kind of a an amalgamation of a lot of different things that that we have done and have experience with and um, so that's, that's, um, 
Isn't that a beautiful confluence of life? You know, everything <laughs> comes together, and then what you have, you never yeah. would have figured apart, but it all makes something really, really meaningful. And I, I bet um, the the funny thing is, as a as a family team, you guys are serving yeah. a number of locals. You really only provide services to residents here, right? Mm-hmm. Yep. Yep. Only residents and um... best kept secret on the third floor. <laughs> I mean, I've thought about putting out a sign, you know, for the families on vacation here, like, hey, you have a little bit of conflict going on during your vacation? <laughs> you know? um, On-site services. Yeah, you know, seeing seeing uh, seeing folks that are, you know, visiting. But for the most part, it's, uh, we see yeah. Estes Park residents. Yeah, I think there's so many businesses here, you know, that have to cater to tourists mm-hmm. and stuff. But, you know, I always thought, you know, we really need something that just solely is devoted to our community right. you know and so you know that's what we wanted to do and we and we've always done that when when i was down in boulder i worked for an outreach program like yeah. like we said you know i worked for boulder center for sports medicine but went to netherland yeah and when i was teaching full-time in kansas we took um some of what we do here there with us and we started um we started a, um, a documentary film series um monthly just to just to bring some uh some culture and some information, you know, to where we were. We were kind of in this remote, you know, area in this little tiny college town. And, yeah. Um, and so we've always just gotten involved in whatever community we've we've been in. We were we were part of a of a of a program uh, handpicked by the mayor to make uh, the town that we were in more pedestrian friendly. Um, and nice. so we, we talked about bike routes and we might and need that when we and... have uh, paid parking and have to walk people <laughs> from the parking garage. Yeah. You can do some special classes from the parking garage. So, you so, just need to do your pedicabbing. Oh yeah, yeah. You know that, <laughs> that's that's something back and forth. that's something that we do. Um, you know, is the pedicab in town? Uh-huh. Like some people may have noticed that. Um, you know, it started out as kind of this business idea, and it kind of just turned into this community service that we do. And I tell people it's my form of therapy. That, like, I just pedal around and, and help people get he to where they want to go. And, I love it. Um, <laughs> you know, so, I'll call. You. I need your number. Can I put it? <laughs> Yeah. Well, okay. And now I'm not joking. You know, when it comes to um, personal therapy, you're both therapists in a different way. Uh And we've been going through crazy insanity of the pandemic. Um, How are you advising clients these days to try to maintain their own holistic well-being? I mean, inside and out. You start. (laughs) (laughs) Well, I... I really believe wholeheartedly in normalizing our situations. You know, our brains are the way they are for a reason. Yeah. And so whether if somebody comes in with PTSD or something, you know, the first thing I try to tell them is that your brain is, is working the way it's supposed to. It's not broken. It's not, you know, um, there's, you're, you're not, you're not crazy, crazy. With, with the air quotes. Um, you know, so I try to normalize and I try to tell people, you know, we've spent the last 10,000 years scanning our environments for threats and we're really good at it and and our, our and and even if we're wrong our brain says okay but you're still alive and so even if we end up with anxiety even if we end up with um you know with chronic stress and things like that our brain says but we made it through another day yeah so whether we're right or wrong the whole point is to keep us alive and so we we scan our environment for these threats all the time we're really good at it 
And the other thing that we do is we're meaning makers. We want to know, like, well, what does it mean if I can't mm-hmm. uh, celebrate a right. holiday or see my friends or, you know, and so, and, and so there's no shortage of, like, hypothetical situations. What if this, this goes on for another year? What if this, you know, what if this happens? What if I, what if I catch the virus? What if a friend of mine catches the you know? And, and there's an endless, you know, that could go on forever. So we're right. really good at, like, just piling on all of these hypotheticals and what ifs and stuff. So my, I try to get people to, number one, realize it's a it's a normalized universal experience mm-hmm. um, that that that's what we do is we scan our environment for threats but it also keeps us from finding the good when we're constantly looking for the bad you know um, and 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 the other thing that I tell them is um, that the you know, we need to um, you know be able to call time out right so that we can refer everything from this emotional part of our brain that's saying oh what if well, you know what does this mean what, is, what if this happens so we can refer everything from the emotional, like reactive part of our brain to the logical part of our brain that says, okay, this is how I'm going to handle it. Right. And so many of us never get to that, that next step and we stay in that emotional part and we're, we're ruled by our emotions. We live by our emotions. And that can be quite a roller coaster. Yeah. We call it the amygdala hijack. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> and it, it just, it hijacks your ability to actually use part of your brain that rations and reasons <laughs> well and the reason why you know like um your average elk doesn't have chronic stress is because <laughs> we we do these futuristic you know what ifs mm-hmm. and and we're able to do that with with this uh with this human brain that we have right and so the elk is you know just lives in the here and now and if it's not being chased by coyotes then it's okay you know and for us we can be okay but you know we have this brain that was intended to help us to survive I mean, that's how it was designed. Right. But we tend to use it to worry about taxes, and we tend to worry about, you know, paying the bills next month. And Wondering then, you know. about everything that's <laughs> in the future and everything that's uncertain, which is just about everything, including whether your kids can go to school or not. <laughs> Crazy. Yeah. How do you see uh, the pandemic showing up in the massage business, Paula? Well, um... You know, obviously I have clients who are concerned and so I've tried to make my space as safe as it possibly can be. You have a beautiful so window. <laughs> yeah, I have a window. Um, you know, I have the molecule going. I have an hour in between one client and another so that the molecule can do its thing, nice. you know, make sure that the air is as purified as much as it's going to be you know, make sure that I clean and disinfect as much as I possibly can. It purifies the air every hour in that room. So every hour yeah. it's like a whole new, a whole new atmosphere. Of air. Yeah, yeah. yeah. And, um, you know, and then I'm just a, a listener. Mm-hmm. You know, I have a lot of different clients with, you know, different needs that come in. You know, of course, you know, their body is, you know, stressed. It's, mm-hmm. you know, in the, because we're just living kind of in this environment of just higher stress than what we're normally used to and so just relaxing those muscles you know can get them you know in a different frame of mind but also you know if whatever they say in my office stays in my office Mm -hmm. you know so if if they need to you know talk about something that's going on with their family or you know something that they're stressed out about they feel comfortable doing that I consider all of my clients my friends 
That's great. So, yeah. And then, you know, if they want me to just douse them in peace and calming and stress away, I can do that too. You can do that too. <laughs> this is a talk or no talk zone. Well, I was going to, it's really kind of funny, but not funny, but your massage table can be a, a therapy space yeah. because people do start to open up. It's amazing mm -hmm. the things that I've said on the massage table. And I'm like, well, you don't have anything recording this, do you? <laughs> no. But, yeah, you, your inhibitions kind of get melted away. Yeah, and it's all considered confidential. Mm -hmm. You know, of course, I can't call myself a counselor. No. I'm a massage therapist. <laughs> but I can listen, you know, and I can be there for my clients. Sometimes that's mostly what we need. Yeah, and just, just, be, just be a friend. You know, they know that if they need anything, they can give me a call in the evening or whenever. Oh, and I'm, you know. You are And super I'm there, good. so... Good. Yeah. Yeah. One of, one of the things that we try to tell our clients is that you know part of them doing business with us is having access. You know, and so it doesn't it doesn't necessarily mean I'll be able to pick up the phone at three o'clock in the morning. I'm not a 24-hour crisis hotline. Mm -hmm. But it, it also means that uh, if you're in between sessions and you need to text me about something that ha has happened or whatever, like certainly, you know. Um, yeah. So it's a whole relation. Relationship is the 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 baseline, the formation of. Um, customer care well, and I in got any that, industry. Yeah, I mean, I got that from working in sports. You know, I, I used to work in college football, and, you know, there are times where, you know, somebody would call at 3 o'clock in the morning, and, 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 and um, or the coaches would get a call, you know, um, at all hours or whatever, and, and you know, you're like family. Um, yeah. and, and so, um, you know, I, I learned customer service by working with athletes in, in a big-time football program because they get catered to and they, you know, have, they need to have all their needs taken care of. And right. uh, we, we used to say, you know, the reason why we do what we do is to take away any excuse for not um, being successful. Right. So we don't want nutrition or equipment or training or our facilities or anything to stand in the way of being successful. And so we want to remove all those barriers. And part of doing that is, is just having access to, to coaching and, and trainers and counselors and, you know, and right. so... Um, so I've tried to bring that into whatever, whatever job I do, that, just that customer service of just remove all the barriers of, that the person has from leading a successful life or, you know. Yeah, that's fantastic. Well, you know, because this is a um, Valentine's edition with couples in business together, I have to ask the question, yeah. what's it like to work together all day? And then they live together. <laughs> um, you know, actually, uh, I I love working with Ryan, and this was kind of my this was kind of my dream all along. You know, knowing um, when we first met, we were both doing fitness. Mm -hmm. You know, and I thought, oh my gosh, you know, what would it be like to have some kind of like wellness center? with yeah. Ryan. You know, he could do one thing, I could do another. That's kind of changed throughout the years because now Ryan's doing counseling. Right. You know, and I'm and I'm focusing more on massage than I am on, you know, group fitness and whatever else. But um I think it's just evolved better better. You know, and we don't really you know, we don't really see each other all the time. Yeah, it's not like we have like desks that are pushed up against each other right. and we're constantly working at our desks or whatever. Like We'll we'll pop in to each other's office in between clients or something, mm -hmm. um, and so that's kind of nice. Or you know, one of us will go and get lunch, or somebody will go and get the kids from school, or you know. So it's it's nice. We're like I said, we don't have the head-to-head -head desks where we're like 
in each other's space all the time. Yeah. Mm -hmm. um, I think the biggest drawback is sometimes like when we go home, one of us might be ready to talk business, you know, like, oh, we need to think about such and such. And the other one's kind of like, no, I'm not in, I'm not in that you space anymore. You have a system, <laughs> you have a flag system, or somehow like, yeah. So yeah, so usually like I'll say a, a bunch of, you know, I'll talk about something and I'll see that she has zero interest at that moment. And I'm like, okay, she's, she's not into it. You're so. practicing your psychology. I can see you're zoning out. And so I'm going to change the subject now. Or, or same thing with her, you know, like I'll be driving along or whatever. And she'll like want to talk about, you know, something here in the business and, um, you know, sometimes, sometimes, I mean, it's, it's nice yeah. uh, to talk, you know, but sometimes like she can tell and I'm not, not really into, yeah. you know, wanting to. It's important to have a communication system yeah. there. <laughs> well, she wanted to watch a movie the other night and, and one of the main characters had some, some major psychological issues. Yeah. And I'm generally interested in that thing, you know, I mean, watching, watching a movie that has to do with that. Uh -huh. But at that moment, I was just like, no, like I, <laughs> I've, I've been doing that all day. Right. I'm not gonna, you know, I'm not gonna relax by watching a movie, and of somebody dealing with their psychological like issues. Sixth you know, like Sixth Sense. <laughs> <laughs> it's so funny because I'll be watching something. I'm like, why are you more interested in this? This is so interesting to me. And he's like, I do what this, you know. Oh. It's like I have, I'm doing this all day long, and I'm like, but it's so interesting. And he's just like, oh mm. well. <laughs> okay, so when you chill out, what is your chill? What is your getaway from work? relaxation mode well that that has been different because of pandemic mm -hmm. you know so we haven't been able to like travel or get away mm -hmm. or do you know do as much um we used to go to the rec center use the rec center a lot um we used to uh like take the kids swimming um for me i tend to make businesses out of my hobbies so but, you know, I'm not joking when I say that, like, doing the pedicabs is my therapy because, like, I get to spend an afternoon, like, just pedaling my bike, chatting up the tourists, taking nice. them places, you know. Um, so I do that. Uh, we have a new we have a new puppy that's kind of changed our schedule. Oh, boy, that'll change <laughs> your um, life. Yeah, so life is not how it always used to be. Um, <laughs> and we'll and we'll get into we'll get into shows together. Like, we've start we've start we've we've done some binge watching during pandemic. Uh, you know, so, so like we'll we'll watch one series for a while. We'll kind of get into it, and then it's like, okay, what's what's our new thing now? You know, right? Um, so yeah, we watched a lot of Hallmark movies, yeah. but we had watched each movie literally every so single many one. times yeah. because um, not this last November, but the November before, I ended up having a heart attack. Oh, it was um, it was it's called SCAD, um, and it's spontaneous coronary artery dissection where your coronary artery just tears spontaneously wow. for no reason. The inner lining collapses, making the space smaller. Yeah. So rather than getting congested with like a piece of, of, uh, of, of, of fat or, or cholesterol, mm -hmm. uh, the space becomes smaller just because that inner lining collapses. collapses. Yeah, so it's really rare. And, um, and when I was recovering, um, we ended up watching Hallmark movie after Hallmark movie. So we just needed positive. Yeah. We just needed some yeah. Positive yeah. It always had to have a happy ending. Yeah. So and then um, and then when you know we were all locked down because of the pandemic, I I was like, oh my gosh, I've watched this Hallmark movie probably a dozen times. Uh -huh. Like we have to find something else 
So then we started watching the Marvel movies chronologically. Yes. <laughs> yeah, we, then, we went chronologically, like how, in the order they're supposed to go in. Yeah, oh, and you I, need to. You'll get lost. Yeah, and I was doing my um, my rehab. You know where I would do this light exercise, or I get on the bike, and then we'd watch this movie while I was on the bike, and then you know I'd do something else. We started segregating like certain nights out, like you know this night is like family dinner night, this night is family movie night. We've been doing family game night, so we, we try to we try to have some boundaries and say, okay, this is this is what we're doing special today, you know. Nice. That's a good way to break things up. And how old are your kids? Twenty. Uh, 13, make, make sure I get this right, 20, 13, and 8. 7. Oh, seven. Wow. <laughs> little, you were close. I was close. <laughs> a little bit of a jump there. <laughs> yeah. Oh, wow. That's great. Well, then you have somebody in every life stage, so all the better for your counseling practice. <laughs> yeah, we spread them out, trying to make it a little bit easier. <laughs> I don't know. It's like, it's a pro and con, I think. We never got married till we were Told we were both 32 or 34. 32. You're gonna make me do math on a podcast, honey. So, um, <laughs> so I have friends that got married right out of high school. Yeah. And they're grandparents already. Oh. I waited so long that I have like I have little kids running around. Right. Still. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. I yeah. We had Bibby when I was 40. Okay. Well, that's amazing. I, yeah. You know, and these days it's pretty normal. I have friends having um, babies well into their early 40s, and it's it's kind of customary. So. Yeah, and we didn't plan it that way. Like I had a I had a job with benefits when when we had mm-hmm. when we had our son, and then I was in graduate school, and we're like, okay, we better wait till like we can afford to have another child, and so it just you know that kind of just that's how it worked out. Yeah, there's like seven years apart. <laughs> or it takes you that long to actually get the energy to think about it again. <laughs> yeah. yeah, I think that was, that's definitely true. Well, it's so fun to hear how your family is handling change in the pandemic, to hear how you're working together as a practice. Tell our listeners where they can get a hold of you if they want to check out your services. It'd probably be best just to give us a call and, and set something up. Um, we're in Action Potential Health and Wellness. And on the counseling side, the number is 970-215-4030. Um, my email address is thejockdoc at outlook.com. So T-H-E-J-O-C-D-O-C at outlook.com. Nice. And um, for massage, um, my phone number is 720-235-2408. And my email is healthy.habits with a Z instead of an S at yahoo.com. All right. I'll put all that information in the show notes so people can grab it too. Thank you so much for spending time with us today. Yeah, it was lovely meeting you. Great to meet you. Thanks for inviting us. (laughs) I hope you're enjoying Everyday Estes. Stay tuned here. And most of all, subscribe to this podcast on Spotify or Apple Podcasts, wherever you listen, so that you don't miss the stories you didn't know in Estes Park, sponsored by the Estes Valley Resiliency Collaborative, connecting this community to be the best place to live, work, and play.